Hello and welcome back to Biomod and the Nerd Weekly Video Game Podcast. On this week's episode, we'll discuss video games as art, our experiences and memories of when games transcended just being games. But first, I'm Ben. I'm Will. I'm Anthony. I'm Andrew. And what have we been playing recently? Will Andrew. Will Andrew say something at the same so time? My middle name is Andrew. Oh, so who do you want? To... That's right. Is your middle name really Andrew? Yes. Miles' middle name is also Andrew. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. A great. My name. middle name is Andrew. It should be Isaac Andrew hey, Rodriguez. Life. You know, I'll stab be. you. <laughs> I couldn't uh, get Bruce. So I couldn't get Bruce as a first name, so I got Lee as a middle name. Okay, nice. Uh, so I've been playing a lot this week, actually. Um, finally played through and beat Wolfenstein two. Um, really fun experience. The one thing I will say is uh, it has a weird extreme difficulty curve on the very last mission. Like the the game is a pretty solid line throughout it. And then the last the last fight just explodes in difficulty. Like, in my opinion, they give you guns to, you know, prepare yourself for it. But I actually don't like the the big gun that they give you which is the uber it's like the, the ones that the the enemies the big enemies yeah drop, at the very end and where the ultimate enemy yeah and then you get one ones. and like you charge it up and it shoots a giant fireball and like like and it has an implosion thing it misses every single time i shoot it like i shoot oh. it straight at well, them if you, and it like if, goes through them if you're a then, better shot then oh, okay no, you'd be yeah. able to hit them uh, that's true you do suck at shooting yeah, apparently <laughs> Uh, you know, I can kill one things in the headshots, and apparently you can't kill things with headshots. Uh, I also play things on the hardest difficulty. This is true. So. <laughs> uh, no, and because I'm a real gamer. Oh yeah. Uh, no, they introduce these new robots that have never been introduced before that are giant and start shooting the same kind of gun that you can use. Obliterates you. Yeah, obliterates you to the point where you have to cheese. Um, I've yep, I found hit an, out. I hit an alcove to the yep, right. Yep. There's a there's a there's alcoves that they have, and then I found out that the middle you can go underneath, and they can't get to you from there. And so yep. I stood there, baited them to come to the door, shot at their legs until they all died. And it 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 actually bothered me because up to those things I was having fun, like I was doing the like whole doom thing where you run around trying to strategically like get behind things and get behind the enemies. Uh, but when those guys showed up, it was like, I have to cheese because it's no- the game is notorious for it's not as fast paced as Doom of like run and gun. And so you will get shot. I snuck so, most of the game. Yeah. And that's my thing is like, there's no really sneaking parts to that because it's like, it's the last battle. They all know you're there mm-hmm. uh, once they show up. And it's, that was my pretty much my only complaint. I, I, loved a lot of the game i loved going to venus um the whole scene with oh i'm spoiling stuff oh um, you go to venus <laughs> no i'm just kidding go ahead uh <laughs> for those who have not played i mean the game's spoiling wolfenstein is uh the the hitler scene was awesome i loved mm-hmm. just how they and tried how to be like comedic with it but i actually didn't cut see that out I didn't. Andrew oh, says awesome Hitler. Oh, right. Try right. to play away of play around. Uh, I, I edit it. Yeah. Ben's oh, going to ben. edit it. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm going to do this. Just open the episode the up with awesome Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> Norm, Norm McDonald's Hitler's dog. No. Oh. 
You must. Okay. Anyways, uh, no, it's a. Uh, I just love the scene because I, I, I know you can see it as like, oh, it's just comedic of like he's puking, he pees on things, but I actually saw it as sad, like just. It's how like they say that his mentality went yeah downhill it degraded and like, and, like he that. just at this point where everyone is afraid to do anything to like criticize because they'll be killed and executed mm-hmm. um which is shown like is if he's done with you he's done with you uh it shows actors who are trying to play this character and he's like no you did it wrong and he shoots them so i haven't played a wolfenstein game since the first one on the pc okay do they as far as the story of they just created like uh, an alternate world where the Nazis yes. are still in existence. Yeah. Oh, the Nazis they, they won. won. They won. Okay. They won World War Two, and so they rule over everything. Uh, and and Hitler just lives forever. Uh, it's this is like 1950, 1960. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like far in the too far yeah, in the it's future. Like, it's like a couple of years after yeah. if the Nazi w- yeah. would have so won. he's but the Nazis winning like gave him advanced technology. Well, yes. the Nazis were very much like legitimately real life. The Nazis were very much into searching crazy technology, yeah. and the game plays on that of what happens if they would have won and they were able to continue Find the, in that, that investment. And, and, and since there was no base, like based on the moon, there was Saturn. no like Cold War scare of anything that they were able to focus on certain things and and it has that like oppression aspect and you play you still play bj blaskowitz i'm sure glad he didn't win oh yes (laughs) same uh no you said you liked uh, no i said (laughs) (laughs) um but it's a beautiful thing because in that scene in that scene uh you have to attack a uh you have to play your character like your own character is pretending to be an actor because your character auditioning is for the dead. Role. Like, yeah, everyone thinks your character is dead. So you're auditioning for your character oh, in this movie. So they think BJ Blackswick is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Because yeah, they beheaded him. Yeah. Okay. Wait, uh, what are we talking? Are we still talking Wolf about Wolfenstein? Yeah, really? And so okay. the. It's, oh, yeah, his head gets these, attached uh, to something else. These yeah. machine games, they're very heavy storyline driven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hmm. And it's so funny because he's like, no, you have to be brutal. You have to actually attack him. So you actually go up to the guy and kill him. And then Hitler's like, yes, he's the perfect BJ Blaskowitz. And it's just like any other scenario, people have been like, you just killed this guy. Like, no, we you need to be arrested, blah, blah, blah. But it was just like, it just showed that, like, the brutality of... <laughs> that Hitler's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, just uh, huh. just in general, the what whole... What about springtime? <laughs> so glad he whole, lost. The whole mentality of uh, the Third Reich and the Nazi yeah. game. And, mm. uh, in my opinion, they do a really good job of showing what that would possibly look like if they did win. Um uh, speaking of things that suck, like Hitler, yeah. because I don't like Hitler, I'm yeah. like other people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wolfenstein is notorious for being incredibly hard to 100%. The Platinum Trophy or the 100% Trophy for Wolfenstein, yeah. so you have to beat it on the hardest difficulty without without saving. That would be insane. You literally have to play from beginning to end without dying, and that's how you unlock that final trophy. On the hardest difficulty. That would be crazy. You do that in my sleep. Yeah. yeah. So people, obviously, they would pause it. Yeah. And they would have to come back. But yeah. if they die, they have to start the game all over. Uh, that would frustrate me. Because the there's a, difficulty. There's a lot of... Uh, if I was a game developer, I wouldn't want to meet the person that 
achieved that. <laughs> like, you ever uh, seen people? Uh, one guy uh, just got done no, beating no all hit, the no hit run with all Dark the Souls. Dark Souls games. He didn't get hit oh, once in the Dark wow. Souls. There's the there's videos of people beating like um, Ormstein and Smog Smog uh, with like a Guitar Hero controller or Just Dance. Like the person danced to beat Ornstein and Smog. Like Jeez. it's incredible what people will do. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I also played. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> just, I'm just trying to live my like life. a caveman. I don't want these buttons on the back of my yeah, controller. Yeah. This feels weird. Uh, uh, I played Gardens Between. Oh yes, uh, beat it. You can play this game in an hour. Like it is very. Well, um, maybe if you're really smart. <laughs> uh, and if you're, but I'm not. If you want to be something part... shorter, there's a phone game that you can beat pretty fast too. That's really really good. Did you play it this week? No, okay. I played it weeks, uh, months ago. But I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a really smart game. Yes, there very was well one puzzle at the very end that I knew how to do, but for some reason I just couldn't get it. it was, there was the lightning. I think yeah, and I actually yeah. did have to look up like what oh, do really? I do at this part because because <sighs> in my head I was like. I was like, yeah, it has to be with the lightning. And I went to all the different lightnings and was like, I stop it at this point. I stop it at this point. Nothing is happening. What's going on? And then they're all like, yeah, it's the lightning. And I was like, that's what I've been doing. So I just messed around with the lightning more. Uh, the then, last one took me a while. Yeah. It, and then that one's pretty complex. And then that was pretty much it. But the I loved how there's really three buttons in this game. Um, yeah. Because you can actually use the right and the left triggers instead of the, the stick. Yeah, moving. Um, which is what I did, I think. Yeah, and you can reverse time and forward time, and then you can interact. And so you are controlling your characters as they're walking through these levels, and it's kind of like super hot when super when, they're, hot. when they're moving, when the characters are moving, the scene is moving, mm -hmm. and then you can reverse that by going backwards. Uh, and the puzzle design is really cool. The characters are fun. It's a... Like my a my least story. favorite puzzle was like trying to jump across the the cans that were floating in the. I'm gonna punch this one. <laughs> I hate this mic. Uh, floating in the it's like falling down the waterfall. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was. You had to time it as they were. I'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen. You never know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, where you have to time the cans as they're trying to go down the yeah. the waterfall. Yeah. Um, that was annoying. I That's probably my the only one that like actually really frustrated me. Yeah. Uh yeah, I hundred percent of this game. There are secret achievements. Uh, I was telling Will that there's one title secret achievements. I hate secret achievements yeah. because when you give a name to an achievement, it kind of gives you a little hint at what it is. The secret achievement in this game was I'm going to give it to everyone listening if you want this achievement. You have to throw popcorn there's a scene where she's like throwing popcorn at her friend and you have to reverse it and go forward five times. And that's the achievement. See, I'm okay with secret achievements when they're story based. Yes. Like you can't miss them. They just have exactly. to do the story. Yeah. You want to hide that, what the achievement and is. The, I'm cool with that. And the title of the achievement is friendly fire. And I was like, if you would have given me that with like said friendly fire, it's a secret achievement. It's like, now I know at what point are they shooting at each other? Like is something happening? I understand more, but that was after I finished the game. That was the one secret achievement. I actually, I looked that up too. Yeah, you have just to look like, it up. 
what is the secret achievement? And I was like, okay, got it. So it's one of my few 100%ed thousand achievement scores on Xbox. Uh, and then lastly, thousand percented. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> lastly, a game that's controversial in the, the gaming world Cooper because it actually <laughs> goes against, kind of goes against what we're going to be talking about today is Dead or Alive 6. Uh, I I saw that you had achievements, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, is he playing Dead or Alive Six? Yeah, really? So I've played the Dead or Alive games since Dead or Alive Three on the original on the original yeah, it's Xbox. The fighting game, right? yeah, it's the boob physics. The boob physics game, but it's also that the fighting game where you can play Ryo Hayabusa, who was the main character of what? Ninja Gaiden. Ryo Ryo Hayabusa from oh. Ninja Gaiden. Uh, and, Ninja Gaiden, and it's uh, yeah, that's he's a fun character. Uh, <laughs> No, it's one of the few fighting games I actually incompetent at because it's <laughs> uh, it's not super in depth with the, like combo stuff. Like it is a casual gamers like fighting game of just being able to combo certain elements like with the kicks and the punches, and it flows easier. You should play versus. Dragon Ball Fighters. Is it the same, same kind of way? Yeah. I think I did. Yes, I I felt that way of like when I played. You can you. you can play that and not know the combos, and you feel like you're. Yes, Living it, it a... makes me happy because I feel like I'm actually progressing as a fighter. And then I play someone who has played it more than me and they just whoop me. And I go, nope, I'm going to go back to a single player. Against... Dynasty Warriors 10. Yeah, there's I, I have Wars a hard 10. time. I have a hard time thinking 12. of it like even <laughs> what? even 23 sports games or first person shooters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're not the greatest, but you're competent. You can score a touchdown, get yeah. a kill. You can do that. If you are just a competent fighter and you go up against a really good uh, fighter uh, player in a fighting game, you lose. It's, it's Every the time. Wor- It's awful. It's it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's terrible. It's, like, yeah. When I played the like the when they finally updated Mortal Kombat, I like played through everything on hard and was like, okay, I'm ready for online play. Just got annihilated. Yep. Like before I could even blink. Yeah. Oh yeah, the only time like. With me, the only reason why I beat people online still undefeated. Nice. I'm four. Really? <laughs> four. <laughs> four. Four. The only reason why I'm four and zero is because I got all four of those wins in the first week. Mm. Oh. You got to so let people. Yeah. You got to catch people. And off after guard, the first week, you're like not touching now, online they're, they're undefeated, the online again. Undefeated, baby. Uh, no. More company living. Uh, I've just always liked these games. Um, they're dumb fun. Yeah, and that's uh, I. It's the same thing for with me. It's Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. I love Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur's fighting is the same kind of, same kind of thing. It's like I feel like I am good at this game because they do a great job of when you hit it, like it's flashy, uh, especially when like you hit someone against the wall and it like explodes and the, like the stage changes in some crazy way and you're like, oh, I did something cool and their health went down like barely anything. Soul Calibur was like one of the first 3D fighting games that had weapons. Yeah, which was really Soul Blade. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I well, had, Soul Blade becomes Soul. Soul right. Right. Yeah. I had the the Dreamcast, and so that was like the big uh, big title on the Dreamcast. Yeah. But Dude, being able amazing. to change the game and knock people off the ledge, like yeah, I'm all about that. But so those are the games I've been playing this week. I uh, started Prey. Okay. It's good. You started really praying. Good. Yeah, yeah, I started praying. praying about uh, <laughs> that about a video game, game I started pray. playing. Pray, yeah. uh, nice. I like it. I like it a lot. How far are you? Love those that, that Native uh, American. 
uh, going into the ether world when you die and then coming out with the wrench. Fighting the aliens who are invading Earth and stole your girlfriend. Listening to the, the queen on the jukebox. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> the original prey. Oh, okay. So it's a video game. Yeah, it's a video game. Uh, so when you go through the first welcome center mm-hmm. and you it, the game opens up and says, hey, here you go, I'm there. Okay. I just got there. That's my first pause point as well. Uh, super excited about it. I'm not going to keep playing it right now. Yeah. I'm just not in that type of mood for that style of game, but I see it and I'm going to keep it downloaded because I know I'm going to play it. That's, that's exactly yeah. where I am. I know. In the same I'm like game. this game. I'm like, I'm excited to play this game when I get in that mood because the second I'm in that style, I have because it has stealth elements to mm-hmm. it. I have to be in a stealth element mood. Like when you guys were talking about Wolfenstein, you're saying, hey, I stealth stuff. I almost thought about starting Wolfenstein up uh, this week. And then when you guys said stealth instantly, I was like, I don't want to play Wolfenstein right now. <laughs> like if you it don't any, have to stealth. Well, that no, 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 no. That, because it, to follow up, another it game makes it harder. Yeah. The another game I tried this week was Metro. Mm. And the whole conserving ammo, doing this, that and another the gameplay I wasn't ready for right now. I'm not in that style of mood. However, I will not go back to Metro. And the reason why I will not go back to Metro is I cannot stand the voice acting in that game. I have no problem with Russian. I would much... And you know what? Maybe there's an option for this. I'd much rather them just speak in Russian and me have English subtitles. Which is why I did with Dead or Alive in the Japanese. Okay. Then (laughs) them talking English with the Russian accent. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Mm-hmm. It's just the entire time it it's like I can't Artium. Yeah, I'm just like I can't I can't do this. Hmm. And it's like I'm good. I wonder if they do have a I want they can to do rushing with Drake's subtitles. Uh I am however going to that's but that's that's what they all Dracula sound like. Made it yeah. But that's what they all sound like too. That's yeah. the problem. Uh, so they're not like legit Russian no, uh, they're, they're just they are. Oh, some of them are, but it's if it they feels, are they are a Russian company. Yeah. Oh, really? They made the game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It does feel like it feels like Peter Stormare is doing the mm. voice of everybody, mm. where he's the this is how we fix things on Russian space station, um, from Armageddon. Come on. Guys. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyways, Never uh, you don't know Armageddon. <laughs> well, you're missing out. Didn't care. I only know him from Yaris. <laughs> no, but I am. However, going to buy the book. Because the world is very interesting. The two books are pretty good. Yeah, the Metro twenty thirty three. Oh yeah, those were based on. Yes, books. yeah. I'm I'm very excited to read the about the Armageddon book. novel. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <an> Armageddon <laughs> novel. Uh, deep impact. Yeah. Um, anyways, did same, see that movie? The, then you've seen Armageddon. Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, the same exact <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm very excited to read the books. It's just the video games are not ready for right now. Um, if you re- when you this isn't video game related, but if you really like those books. I also highly recommend Night Watch and Day Watch for books. Yeah, okay. They're I'll remember they're those. Russian, but they're really cool. <laughs> they're English. in Russian, so you might have to. Well, learn. they are, oh, but there's English translations. Okay. But they're they're very like Russian books. Like yeah. those ones. And I like. Watch, I loved the world. And they like, watch the Night Watch movie. Oh yeah, those those two movies are pretty good. Also, yeah. isn't that the Jake Gyllenhaal movie? No, that's Nightcrawler. Yeah. That is. <laughs> no, that's X Men. And and you're thinking of Nightcrawler mixed with End of Watch. No, there's the one where he's the yeah. Weird that's Nightcrawler, movie. but then he was also in End of Watch. Oh, okay. Anyways, we've <laughs> des- descended into this deep dark. No, 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 no Metro. Um, Metro. Yeah, yeah, no Metro. 
and then I started playing uh, Obsidian's game Pillars of Eternity, which mm-hmm. is the first one, not the second one. Which is That's right. I forgot they released that on the console. Yeah, the it's complete a very edition. PC heavy game. It's a PC heavy game, but they the way they set it up for controller is really well done. Nice. It reminds me of uh, the original Boulder Skates. It reminds mm-hmm. me of like all those, and it's it's is it like really Divinity awesome. It's Origin it's no, it's okay. it is more towards Boulder's Gate old okay. school style yeah. pen and paper weird sit like oh, you would sit there. We, we forgot to tell talk about that, but Boulder's Gate 3 was announced, announced. also. Yeah, yeah, that was announced before E3, um, which is by the Divinity Original Sin guys, and I'm super excited mm-hmm. about that. What Larian Studios is doing there, but. This is, again, like you would say, my guy is attacking this person. You can literally sit there and you'll read the text. Miss, hit for three damage. Mm, mm. Grazes for two damage. Critical hit, 13. It's D&D. Yeah. So it's like you, you literally hit one button, but it has a cool pause on pause system so you can plan your spells, control your parties. Um, and it's it's literally it's playing D&D. Um, that game has been a, real, a ton of fun. What, other, what's, it, what's it called? Pillars of Eternity. Okay. It's it's The story is really mm. cool super deep like when it it almost to the point like it can be too much novel yeah like novel deep like they build Mm, a complete world that you and these are the same people that are doing outer world yeah okay is that on uh game pass maybe yeah i think it is maybe okay i think so um if it is absolutely check it out i i would bet because they bought obsidian so i would be blown away if that isn't it but anyways it it's cool because your character it's standard D and D. You're on a caravan. Caravan breaks down. You have bubble gut essentially. And they're like, hey, you need to go find this berry. You go find this berry. You come back. The caravan's been attacked, and then it's this weird cult. And then you get knocked out, and a weird thing happens to you. And now you have this ability to communicate not only with the dead, but you're called what's called a watcher. Or you can communicate with the dead, but you can also communicate with people's memories. Like when you touch or around oh. people, you can get their backstories. And like it's like Dark Crystal all over again. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's really, really cool. The voice acting it's a good when it's there, and then, but it's again heavy reading, heavy systems okay. management. Like there's a lot of stuff you do more than just. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. The other game I played and I finally beat is Portal. I beat oh, the first yeah. portal. Awesome. Nice. It was a nice. It took you how long? <laughs> to beat Portal? Yeah. It came out like 16 years ago. Yeah, but it was on free on Game Pass. <laughs> okay. And I knew I knew the whole cake is a lie. I yeah. knew I knew things were gonna go down. I wish I just I, imagine him like starting it when it came out. Yeah. He's like, I don't know if mm. I can beat this game. Yeah, that first <laughs> level game's stuff, too man. hard. That first level stuff. <laughs> Well, I thought it was funny because the last time we talked about puzzle games, I was like, I don't like puzzle games. And literally after that this episode. Is this, the, Portal and Portal 2 are like the smartest puzzle game yeah. where it's like, now you're thinking with portals. Yeah. yeah. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I had to, once I beat it and it was pleasant and the, once you defeat Gladys and it's very funny with how it was set up. Um, at the very end, they showed scores of each level. And like one of the levels I got a, gold medal in it because i didn't take as many steps and i used like barely any portals i solved it very quickly i was like oh no you deleted this a, it there's a whole system <laughs> i deleted it. the game i unsolved <laughs> the game because i knew if i didn't i would have spent hours upon hours trying to perfect <laughs> yeah. every single level but it was fun it was a nice little here's two hours three hours of my time 
and I'm in, I'm out, and you I'm should good. Start the second one because the writing in that is fantastic. So when it comes to Game Pass, I absolutely <laughs> okay. Uh, going back to this one little thing, yeah. Hollow Knight. I started playing Hollow Knight, which is a pretty much a Metroid, Metroid Dark Souls. Uh, that's pretty much it. Really hard, With, uh, Disney-like animation. Yeah, really hard, but really fun. Did you hear um, about the second one? Yeah, Silk Song. Yeah, yeah, apparently it plays completely different. I'm actually excited for that then. It's still the same yeah. style, but like how the character the char- within that the character, control is yeah. much different than She's Hollow She's probably Knight. more agile than yeah. he is. So, so I, <clears throat> I uh, was scrolling through Game Pass a while back when I first got it, and I came across this game called Mudrunner. And I watched the uh, the trailer for it. it, and I'm like, hmm, this looks like something I've done in real life. Because uh, you have a truck. So, story time, story time with Will. I used to work at a, a coal mine I in Texas. His coal mine story. And uh, <laughs> I drove a freight liner with a 10,000-gallon gas tank on the back of it. And uh, one night I was driving, and it was raining, just pouring down. I didn't think I was going too fast. I was just kind of cruising along. And then I go to take this like very gradual right turn. And I turn my wheel in my truck just keeps going forward. And so I just slide off the road and hit this, this berm and it like tips up on two wheels and just barely stays on the two wheels. I nearly rolled my giant truck and, uh, it, came back down and I'm just like calling on the, on the radio uh hey I'm stuck <laughs> which really what uh what I meant was I almost killed myself but yeah that was scary but anyways to this mud runner game it it really captures like the the essence and frustration of trying to back up a trailer <laughs> and then it puts you in the mud yeah i i i did a mission and I spent like 30 minutes like you're supposed to do this task and it's like getting dark in the game on me because I'm just like trying to back up <laughs> over and over again. I, I spent a half hour and I turned it off and I literally had to like take deep breaths and like calm myself down. I was so stressed. It was like all the things I've had to live in real life. That's funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So, yeah, don't ever play that game. Ever don't do it um, unless you are like really into that. Yeah, yeah well, like you really want to enjoy. It. You just love it, getting stuck. Well, in it's the mud. it's kind of like you know if you're a real gearhead and you're I, into that, it's actually pretty. It feels kind of like the real thing. I had a friend who uh, used to. I, I'd watch him just countless hours, just slowly getting over this hill in those kind of games yeah. and getting out and winching stuff to slowly get himself. I'm like, this looks so boring, but he just having a blast. It, it might be soothing to some people, but for me, it's like, it is infuriating. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel when I play uh, first person shooters. It's just soothing. Okay. Like, so. I thought you were going to say infuriating. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm no, like, no, yeah, no, I was no, like, that's because you're not shooting good. No, I need How yeah. dare you. <laughs> I, I find him soothing also yeah there's just something methodical about shooting people in the head yeah releases that uh what's the what's the saying you uh, put a put a weapon in someone's hand and it stirs a beast 
unbeknownst that you've ever seen before or something like that. The old yeah, that, saying, yeah, the, the old, old adage. That's what my dad told me back in the day. Yeah, that's what my mom told me. You ever, <laughs> you ever like actually like held a sword or an actual weapon in your hand before? Yeah, yes, I put it down all the time. What? I know. Daily. You don't instantly, like, yep. you're just like, oh. Well, <laughs> swords are different. <laughs> I have a tomahawk in my, yeah. in my closet. Oh, I got, is that I have the, a bayonet? Is that the same tomahawk that directs the movies, Andrew? Tomahawk. Tomahawk. Yeah, he's a real talent. <laughs> any other any soothing game? Have any you other games you've been playing? Uh, Will? So I I started playing Banner Saga, the Banner Ooh. Saga, and it started out where I was like, man, I love everything about this game, and the, the more inventory. I played it, the less I liked it. Um, I love the animation. It's very uh, kind of Dragon Lair, but a little more serious, and the lines are better. But uh, the voice acting's great. The dialogue is great. But the gameplay was frustrating to me. Resource management. That's a nightmare. Um, I'll get to that. But, like, the, uh, the strategy part of it, they, like, once you choose, uh, a place to move you can't undo it which is like very pivotal in a strategy game to kind of like be able to gauge where you're at in relation to your opponents and so you make and in a strategy game like you make one mistake and that could be it for you you know and i just kept doing that over and over again that and it's really hard to like select where your guys go but i do appreciate that they they, they have a really unique way of of how the system works. It's not a typical like hit point magic point kind of thing. They have ways of uh, a a different system that, that works. It's pretty original. Um, Yeah. And then the resource management is really tough because it's like, you're going on this journey and you need preparations, but you have no idea how long you're going to be gone or what's going to happen along the way. And it's like Oregon trail. Yeah. It just felt like every like, 20 seconds it's like make this really crappy decision you've got crappy decision a or crappy decision b and it all affects you in the future i loved that game until that started showing up and i could not stand that you come across a dark stranger and it's like do you allow him in your party if you do people don't like it but if you leave him what happens and then it's like no screw that guy leave him and then like later on it comes back to bite you i love that kind of stuff i'm all about yeah, I it uh, I had to take a break. I, I like it, but it's like it's not one of those games that kept me wanting to play more. It was more like, ah, mm-hmm. there's things I like about it. I really want to like it, like it more, but it it just I just want, I want a TV made show. It fun. I want yeah. them to just make a TV show. It's yeah, unfortunate you, really able to, you weren't able to beat it because how they carry over the story to the second one is really cool. The second one is not as good as the first one story wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it does better gameplay wise, though. Okay. Um, but seeing how they transition first to second one, and then the third one when it finally comes to Game Pass, I'm super excited to play for it. Because the trailer for the third one looks freaking awesome. So hmm. I'm super. I, excited. I mean, I'm not necessarily done with it, but I also started playing Stardew Valley, and so <laughs> there it is. Um, uh, yeah, my life is over. <laughs> I've started. I've traded my real life for the farming life and the dungeoning life, and so you. So the last time we talked about it. You made mention that you weren't necessarily the biggest fan of combat. How do you have you done the combat within Stardew yeah, Valley? Yeah, I actually do a lot of it. That's kind of one of mm-hmm. my favorite parts, mostly because it's easier to make money. Like, yeah, because the 
your combat is also combined with just mining a lot of stuff. And so you, when you spend a day doing dungeoning and you come back, you're, you're pretty rich, you know, whereas like you try to freaking garden and you're like, got to wait 12 days for or fish. The something. fishing is really challenging. It get, is. I like the that, fishing. Get that little bouncy thing right in the middle. And <laughs> the then if bob. it's a, if it's a, yeah, it's, yeah, awesome. it's, if it's a hard fish. Yeah, it's just it's like, like uh, yeah, it, it goes all over. And you, you got a wife yet or a best friend or a, oh man, which one are you going for? There's so many. Been rejected, man. You know, <laughs> Leah, Leah looked, Look pretty chill, and then I Which find out she's Leah? she's a really uh, nature lover. She's a, she's the art, the artist oh, okay. is great. And My a first little wife. too much. Oh really? Yeah. Because see, I went to the first. I've played the game a couple. Times. I went to the <laughs> dance, and she rejected me. She's like, mm-hmm. I'm not interested, and like all of them mm-hmm. were, and yeah. I'm like, screw it's, you guys. Oh, I'm the just dance, the first dance. You're always rejected. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, because you don't have enough. Yeah. trust and it's lo- it's hearts. not until you get it's a certain amount gotta of sow some years into this yeah, yeah 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 well she's i mean she's my <laughs> my number one you, number your first pick so i always <laughs> i always i always go for the purple hair girl the purple purple or blue the blue. bartender blue yeah yeah that's always the most convenient because it's like you're done with your day's tasks and then, yeah yeah that's, that's the way it was that second one is penny She's the uh, the she's the I play white trash Penny. Yeah, yeah. she's Pam. Like the, no, the one that lives in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. her mom's name is Penny. Yeah, that's her mom. Penny oh, is okay. her daughter, who's like the girl next door kind of looking one. She's always babysitting the kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her mom the, is the, the, drunk, tutor. The, the tutor. Her mom's the yeah. Her mom's yeah. the town drunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in Harvest Moon, 64. you guys make this game seem interesting. In, in Harvest <laughs> Moon sixty four, <laughs> it uh, is. I played four hundred hours of this game. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus! Oh, yeah. That does not yeah, surprise yeah. me. Wait, when you you like go to sleep, it's like okay, one more day. Yeah, it's, then you go to sleep and you're like, eh, I can do one more. Not day. only that, but the dungeons. Then you like, do that for eight hours. I need yeah. to get to the next level of the dungeon. And it's like, oh, I just unlocked this ladder down to like level ten. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I want to get to the end is of this. Is there an end to the game? Uh, there, there's, there's a, your, there is your, a main story beating that you okay, can do, okay. but it continues really? after that. Yeah. Like, uh, like unlocking, unlocking all the rooms and stuff in that, uh, building. The community center. Community center. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, in Harvest Moon 64, I always married the, uh, the, the vineyards daughter. Who also worked the bar. I yeah. didn't play 64. I played the I Super Nintendo played that one. so much. I will say Stardew Valley takes everything that you love about Harvest Moon and kind of leaves out the annoying parts yes. of it yep. Yep. and makes it just a lot more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Like every day is something you want to do. Whereas like Harvest Moon, some of the days felt really short. Like you couldn't do all the things you wanted to in one mm-hmm. day. And uh, man, this game lets you do so much. Like if you want to focus on fishing, you can do that. If you want to you know, fix up your place or be, you know, do animal if stuff. If you want to start a brewery, you can I do can't, that. I can't do games like that. It's the reason why I could never play Minecraft, just because I would be so OCD about things. <laughs> like, I, like, I would spend 30 hours in Minecraft, and I would finally have, like, built my one house. <laughs> and then, like, and have not left a 10 by 10 block radius. Here's, here's, here's <laughs> what you need to do with Minecraft, is you need to play with me. And I go, hey, AJ... Go get me resources while I build the house. <laughs> I won't come back. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I just send you out. Yeah, yeah I, I'd see Andrew and his friends playing, and 
they'd just be literally taking down giant mountains. Oh, that did happen. So I did take a while to customize my character because I tried to make him Chrono from Chrono Trigger, (laughs) and so I named like my chickens and all my friend, all the party, and in my in my cows. Got Magus and Luca and Marl. Marl. Yeah. Or Marley. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I think it's Marl. I always name my party people after like actual physical people I know. Like when I play sports games, I make my friends yeah, position. Yeah, which is or... awesome. But I wanted this to be Chrono's like after Chrono Trigger. <laughs> like now I'm just settling down and I'm a farmer. The, well, then. you 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 started working at a, comp- a soul-crushing company and then you settled down. Oh, yeah. That didn't work out. <laughs> but it's always the worst though is when you create friends. Like uh, I played Blood Bowl two where people can die, oh. and then you learn out, and you learn, <laughs> and then you truly learn who you like and you don't like. Like I'll go out of my way to make sure certain characters don't die, like, but oh, if man. but certain if certain anger. characters have to die, then I sacrifice <laughs> certain. It tells friends. you so much. <laughs> like this is like I'm like no, he can die. <laughs> <laughs> really learn a lot about yourself. In the, yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah. I start building a hierarchy of friendships. <laughs> so yeah, this game. There's only been a couple days where I've uh, stayed up all, all night. <laughs> I have done that with. Uh, Stardew Valley. It's yeah. you're that's not uncommon. Do People yeah. here with Stardew, like it's very common. People okay. sink hours upon hours. It's in just Valley. it's so easy to keep going and mm-hmm. it's so uh enjoyable. And because you yeah, it's the just music very, is so good. Yeah. As my time in Porsche is kind of doing it, but it's still missing that like you're not harvesting anything. You're going through a dungeon and collecting stuff, but it's all about getting pieces to build stuff, not and it just that's just Porsche my time in Porsche what is that it's a game that's been playing the uh, yeah. last couple of times it's, it's oh. like cutesy looking it's pretty much Harvest Moon but instead of harvesting you're building, building stuff Porsches no <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me I missed a game that I said that I think so imagine uh, Enter the Gungeon mm-hmm. but you're a wizard so you can equip different spells, and the spells become oh, different I have combos. A, I know a person who is playing this on his Switch. Yeah, uh, it's at, on Game Pass. Yeah, it's called like the Wizard or something, mm-hmm. or Wizards. Yeah, it's something like that. It's really hard. Yes, to, to it's understand. like Dead Cells. It's like Enter the yeah. Gungeon. You go into a dungeon, you have to clear it, and then you come back out with resources to buy better spells, better equipment to go mm-hmm. back down, and you like build combos at it. That game so was kind of cool. You started playing that. That was one. Yeah, I stopped playing. Okay. Uh, I started playing Vampire before we came over here. Hmm. So far, I'm not. I'm like barely anything into it, but it controls weird. It's a. I I hear lots of good stuff about it, but it's a low tier game. My favorite. It's, it's the the side don't nod company that probably made Remember Me, hmm. and they're making something else, but. It's, it's like there's something good there, but it doesn't have the polish. I was so psyched for Remember Me when it was supposed to, when it originally was announced, it was supposed to come out. I was like, I was ready for yeah, that changing game to people's be, memories. Yeah, I was ready for that game to be really good, and it wasn't unfortunately. Uh, my favorite part of been playing Vampire, Vampire, Vampire was 
watching Ben try to get Vampire to work on his computer. So it was a stupid thing where like your mouse cursor isn't where what is in the game. So I'd be like way up here and the new game would be way down here and I'd be able to select it there. I had to change the resolution or something. Stupid piece of stuff. It was great watching Ben Keep try to play this. Cl- closing, <laughs> exiting, play on console. The best was when I went, oh man, I see that on Game Pass. How is it? And Ben just turned and looked at me and was all like, I don't know. <laughs> I was well. When you said that, I was literally just starting it up. Oh, okay, so that was it's, the first time. Yeah. And then I kept closing and starting and closing. You were also playing uh, Trover Saves the Universe, which is hilarious. It's uh, oh, what's the company? Justin Squanch. Just Squanch. Squanch Games. Justin Roy. Squanch. Uh, game and it's it's just as raunchy and hilarious as Justin Roiland's other creations. Go squanch yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw you playing it one night, and yeah, I came yeah. in and you, you holy f and f you going to f and you going to come over here yeah. and f up my face. You f and little effer. Yeah, like oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah like yeah, I was yeah. stunned. It's, I was like, man, this it's just is just a barrage of obscenities. It's just it's, two words. It's it's, it's pretty it's really... funny. The, it's just like SNF but it is pretty funny yeah. like when they you can, it feels like the entire game was just ad-libbed yep. yes and that's he said yeah most of it was yeah. pretty much ad-libbed also has a very interesting way in the way you control and yeah because it's um, was made for VR yeah but you can play it outside of so your 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 race sits in chairs Chororian? Chor- chororians and you teleport to different locations and you control Trover because he's tired of walking around, so he wanted you to control him. And so you use him to get to the checkpoints, and then you zap yourself over, and you can hover it higher or lower to see different areas and attack stuff and is, with Trover. Is his race called Eyehole Monsters? No. Okay. Because I remember he referred to himself as... Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe something like that. Like Yeah. It's uh, Justin Roiland. I heard an interview where he's just like, yeah, I'm just really into eye holes lately it's like just a really crazy concept i love it like all these eye holes that game is bizarre yeah i mean what the bit that i saw you playing was on flesh world yep it's just a very disturbing terrain there was a prisoner who was like really 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 into sewage (laughs) oh yeah and wanting to (laughs) rub it you know fecal stuff all over and he wanted you to you know Add more to the sewage so he could rub it into his pores. What, wasn't he like part fly though? I yeah, that was yeah, kind of the joke of like, oh man, I just love feces. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to like swim in it and it'll be like all over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's like TVs where it's you very can sensual. It, it it the whole game just feels like the episodes of Rick and Morty where you're watching the TV shows like. This the interdimensional. Game. Yeah. Cable Those are some of the best episodes. Just, yeah. It feels like a, just a big long episode of that. And it's, it's pretty funny. I highly recommend it for people who are, don't get offended because wow, it's an offensive game. You can put on a, a, a filter where it beeps everything, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure you still know what they're saying and what the connotation is. <laughs> I never. This is a whole other story. I never understood censorship when it came to beeping, like beep, like music when it beeps words out or it does this or that. Because you know what they're saying. You know exactly what they're saying. So that's actually a rule at my work when they, we want to put 
uh, music to work out in the gym is as long as it's edited. Yeah. But then when you play it, it's not so much what the words are said. Like they can talk it's about the whatever the heck they want. Part. It's the fact that the, as long as it's clean, quote unquote, they're good. But if it <laughs> says an F word or this, that, another, then it's bad. For those who do not know, AJ works at a high school. Yes. Hi. Man, in this game, yeah, I'm like, the things that they wouldn't beep are probably more disturbing than <laughs> the yeah. words that they do beep. And it, I mean, it's pretty funny. I hear it short. I haven't beat it because uh, there's collectibles and uh, I'm going crazy trying to collect them all. Mm. Sounds awful. Yeah, I was there. That's my name. Yeah. The second you like started backtracking, trying to find the one, I was like, all right, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm good. Like, okay. because I was, I was having fun hearing them talk and do all this stuff. But then it was that part where it's like, okay, now I need to search every nook and granny. And I'm the same exact way. But mm. it's like, all right, I'm going to go. And uh, funny little tidbit about our reel it in episode where we talked about the dark crystal. Justin Roiland was in the interview was talking about how he, when he watched the documentary, I was talking about uh, the world of dark crystal that back in the day when he was young, like he saw Jim Hansen as this like God creature thing. Like everybody's going to him and getting the info about the movie. And now that he's working in squash games and, People are coming to him, and he's like, "Oh no, he's 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 just a director. Like that's what he's doing now. Just a cool little, little that's awesome thing about that. Yeah, that is really cool. Rick and Morty season three, three four, four. four is announced, and it's coming out this year. I should finish season three then. You should. It's really good, and the fact that you didn't like it makes me want to kill you again. In- include okay. me in on that. In what? Season three, watching not not liking all season of them. three. No, oh. he doesn't like watching all of them. I've loved every episode seen I've seen. Um, I, I don't remember where I stopped. I thought there were four seasons already. No, I think the last one was season. Three. I, I I think I made it through the first two, but I was like, I don't know, on a weird site that I got it for. <laughs> definitely paid for it. I paid for all of it. It'd be season. <laughs> season three has pickle Rick. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I saw most of that then. Yeah, I think I stopped on the Evil Morty episode. That was the last episode I watched. I love Rick and Morty. It's pretty good. and uh, It's beautiful you know, art. You no, know, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's like a colorful art that uh, games could maybe become. Uh, transitioning into our main section where we talk about video games as art. So this all stemmed from uh, back in 2010, Roger Ebert. uh, I actually lost a lot of respect for him after he said this. Uh, He said, video games can never be art. Uh, And then he followed that up by saying, and I will always stand by my statement and I will not go out of my way to expand my mind or to try to defend it more. Um and it's then he wrote this whole long Very article dogmatic approach yes he wrote this whole long article about how it's just about money and how his his consensus was like you don't see michael jordan saying that basketball his basketball games are art um or how uh like fighters aren't saying that their fight their fights are for art they're for for money and gain yeah, getting paid and that he had this whole thing of, you know, just enjoy the game for what it is. Don't try to make it something it's not. Uh, and to me, it's because he 
sees it from an outward perspective. He's not actually enjoying the game. He's not immersing himself in it. Uh, I mean, he can't anymore. He passed away. Uh, but it was just after that happened, after That's he wrote what that, happens. Yeah. <laughs> Two he out wrote, of five stars. Yeah. He wrote, after he wrote that article, it, it spanned this whole conversation around our, like, is video game an art form? Like, uh, I mean, it's been talked about many times before, especially back when they were trying to get video games banned all entirely. Yeah, the uh, senator, or yeah, whatever his name there was. There's Jack Thompson, good yep. old Jackie, Jackie T. Um, and then yeah. not only that, but like Hillary Clinton had a stance against it. Um, she rallied and tried to get video games banned. Um, was that back in the day when it was like Mortal Kombat? Yeah. Just Grand Theft Auto. That's, that's yeah. when it started. So yeah. Mortal Kombat was the, one of the first games that started it, but it hit its peak when Grand Theft Auto Vice City came out. Three. Vice Grand City, Three. really? Okay. Was that the... Uh, yeah, the it was Vice City. Hot coffee? No, that was no. the one afterwards. After. Yeah. That was San the one San set in like 1980, in the 80s. Grand... Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first one that introduced uh, buying the hookers and then killing the hookers and taking the money from the hookers. And that was their big stance against Vice it. City came out around the same time. Yeah. yeah, Vice City used the same engine as 3, so that's why, it, yeah. Uh, but it, so I just was, I brought up the idea of, like, what games could you guys take to Roger Ebert back in the day uh, as your kind of, like, this is the game I present as art. Like it's, it's more than just making money. Well, in my opinion, before we talk about specific games, I, I would say that any art form and any art medium will always have kind of the crowd pleasers, the yeah. things that are built for the masses, which usually are just driven by what's making money, you yeah. know? And like for him to not see that about film, is kind of ridiculous. It because was weird that's to me that exactly his whole life is film. based on critiquing film. However, there were a lot more indie films mm-hmm. at that time, in you know that that were much more built around being expressions and and art forms. And at, at in his day, there just weren't really a lot of indie games. Um, I don't think like I remember telling my friends like I thought that video games were the most sophisticated form of of entertainment because they interacted with all of your senses mm-hmm. except for smell. But I mean, you, you had for now, right? Oh, Kojima. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's, it's visual. It's, uh, you have music, you have, um, writing, dialogue, voice acting, stories, actual acting stories, everything that is in every other art medium. Um, but this one you get to interact with. Yeah. And so that that's kind of my preface to just saying it, it has nothing to do like any medium can be art if yeah. you want it to be. See, I, I would take it in an, the exact opposite stance. My argument would be video games is the highest form of art and what it could achieve just because there sure. is a there is a barrier that you hit with reading. There's a barrier you hit with uh, drawn art. There's a barrier you, you hit with movies. Like physical drawn art, when you draw it, like you have the interaction and what it makes you feel and the story it tells. And I would say that's probably the, if you yourself are an artist, that's probably the closest that you would get to a video game. Um, But outside of that, like even with movies, you don't have the interaction with that or Mm -hmm. with books, you know, the visual effects of it. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things where like, 
I feel with video games, when you are the experiencer, not the creator, like it's the highest form just because you're able to experience it on, like you said, so many levels of a story level, of a gameplay level, of a visual level, of a emotional attachment. Like there's just so many different things that you can do with a video game you can't do. With I have a things. question that kind of challenges uh, video games. I think I want to ask it later though. It's kind okay. of something I've been trying to figure out for myself. Yeah, but. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I remember this was a question that I actually brought up. Uh, I used to take a pop culture class, and one of the pop culture days was video games, and the teacher didn't really know anything about them, so they brought an outside source, uh, and this person came in, and they talked about just different video games throughout history, and they brought, brought up examples of games that they play, uh, and so they asked, is there any questions? And so I brought up this conversation of like, hey, this just... And it happened, I think, a year before this article came out a year before uh, this class. And I I asked, do you think what would be your response? And it really hurt to hear her response because she goes, well, yeah, I guess there's like art in it. Like that there's like paintings and like you have to draw the. She was the teacher. No, she was the person that came in. The the, guest speaker. The the guest speaker because the teacher doesn't play games. And so she found a person who said that they were a gamer and i would say they are like they yeah. definitely knew uh, games well okay and, so i mean she was a gamer but she wasn't like an authoritative voice on art. no okay. no and that, that except from sense. the teacher's perspective she was because she the teacher was older so it was she, like so she brought this person in trying to, to kind of inform the class on, on what video games are and wow yeah and so like when when i said that and that was the response i like i just I, it like kind of broke my heart a little because like you didn't like you're not taking your experiences and actually learning from it like or going yeah. deeper into what it was and I I actually spurred the conversation on more the class hated me but uh, because it was like as soon as she yeah, was done talking it, it was like it. you guys can leave uh, and so like it was more of I was trying to keep this conversation going i do that all the time people well, me. i i mean i think that it's a lot easier to see now than it yes. used to be because people are finally having the freedom to really exercise the the storytelling element yeah. and really putting in just a lot more into a game than than they used to so it's kind of been a, a developing mindset to go like oh no these are actually full-fledged experiences that can impact you just as deeply as a book or a movie or yeah. you know music. and if- nobody probably like roger hubert if he's only experienced like say the nintendo games back in the day like they were just duck hunt pointless entertainment and it was very little story and the more like i even from her her answer it just reminded me of the she is a gamer and the the game she was playing were like call of duty and it was just multiplayer like she played competitive multiplayer games and so me, who didn't have Xbox Live for the longest time, I played single player experience games. And so I had like the Mass Effects and I had uh, Shadow of Colossus and just yeah. games that really spoke in different mediums. And so when she said that, I was like, man, you're. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You haven't played, you know, 90 percent of like games yeah. genres yeah even. and i i think that really i mean even just call of duty now like the next call of duty the way they're setting up the story yeah. sounds shocking and so different from the call of duties of 
the old days. Well, even the the first mission in uh, Battlefield One, uh, that first, I don't even think it's a mission. It's it's just, just the start of the game. Yeah, the start is of the game. You are playing each person in the in the war, and your character dies, and then it gives like a like a date of birth, and then like their death, and it's always the same day of like then you go on to the next character and that that character dies and it just shows the the how horrible like the first world war was of just how many people died and how crazy it was and it was like yes you're you're not this super machine that can go around killing everyone later the game becomes that but like that first part showed that like people in war weren't super killing machines like like just your normal person was probably not going to live. Yeah, there's a scene um, at the very end of it where the two soldiers on opposite sides approach each other. Yeah. And they don't shoot. Yeah. Just because oh, they've wow. lost so much. Yeah. Did yeah. you guys ever play the Brothers in Arms games? Mm-mm. No, I've heard of them though. My goodness. They I think they're they're kind of based on the uh the HBO Band Brothers. I think it's the same company that they follow. That game is so intense with like it, it's kind of like that the first time you see Saving Private Ryan, how you like kind of feel like you're in the mm-hmm. battle. Like that's the first time I've ever experienced that in like a war game. And you, you really sense the intensity and the danger that you're in. Mm-hmm. Should we yeah. move on to the individual yeah. games? Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. I brought up a couple. I hope I didn't ruin some, <clears throat> no, no, no. some people's. Actually, <laughs> I, no, you didn't touch on any of my. I, I, I'll probably touch on people's, but a uh, journey. Who are you touching? Touching, no, touching, no, touching, touching uh, on people. Can we go back to the awesome Hitler bit? I touching think that might you. be a little bit. Uh, big one journey. Hmm. Like how subtle the story is, how it's not ever explained at all. That it's all through the art, all through the calligraphy that you find out the past and you have to piece together what's going on in the now and the ending is up to interpretation, and uh, the companionship you find along the way is an uh, interesting way to look at games, even as a multiplayer perspective. Oh, so for me, uh, one that is actually uh, an art form that I think not a lot of people think of as art is comedy, uh, and hmm. uh, Armed and Dangerous was a game on the original Xbox and it was a third-person shooter, but I barely remember the gameplay because what I loved about the game was the comedy. Uh, they and the cutscenes, the cutscenes, and just the characters that they brought. It was the first game that I actually realized that you could be comedic in a video game and have it be actual comedy and not like stupid kid comedy. Um, I really loved that art form that they were able to bring that and bring it to life in this. Um, and we still like the, we still we quote, quote it. it. Yeah. It's and people. Nobody, nobody knows, knows what we're talking about because it was um, so under the radar. Yeah. Um, it just reminded me of it's made. Uh, it's a definitely like British humor. Yeah. Very. And British so humor. it just reminded me of watching like British comedies with my parents late at night. Like that's, we'd watch them as a family. And so it's just, Something that I was able to see, something from my life that seemed to be brought into this game and experienced and actually fully fleshed out. And- I, I think you touched on something really important there that when I think about this, I didn't really think about games in, in uh, specifically, but mostly like when you think of a game and 
the gameplay is like secondary to the things that you remember. Yeah. I think that's an indicator that you have a really good piece of art. And, you know, to me, it's like Bioshock Infinite mm-hmm. is something like that, where it's like the gameplay is awesome, but that's not my favorite part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even like Fallout uh, New Vegas or or any of the Fallouts, the, just the, the world that you're in, it's like when you remember the world and the characters and the interactions more than you do the gameplay, that's actually something pretty special uh most of naughty dogs ps2 ps3 and ps4 <laughs> games. bandicoot no not <laughs> ps2 uncharted, PSP, last, uncharted of last of us it's not really heralded as great gameplay but everybody is in love with that storyline and all the characters my daughter's named elena because mm-hmm. of uncharted so oh that's awesome yeah you got that going for you so i actually listed different categories of video games and the art that they go about. Um, first one I brought up was Gone Home um, and mm-hmm. the idea of, of this emotional... Walking Sims, they, they get a bad rap, but they are the best form of art in video games. Yeah, just because they're they're trying to tell a story and more often than not with the Walking Sims, it's not. it literally has nothing to do with the gameplay. It's about yeah. what story and how beautiful can we tell it. And Gone Home is always brought up. It's one of those games you can beat in five minutes or you can spend a couple hours in and learn more and more about the characters. And you get more the more you put into investing time. Um, another one I brought up was Skyrim, which is just purely story-based, where your ability to live the way you want to live within the world and that everyone experiences it differently. And it can be a water cooler game. Like, oh, hey, I checked out this cave and this happened and it led me to this area and then this happened. And someone's like, whoa, I never even experienced that. I went about it a completely different way. And that its art isn't within the stories it tells, not so much in the gameplay. Um, another one that came to mind is Okami, which is literally oh, yeah. just art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just how beautiful, beautiful the game. Creating art. <laughs> exactly. Just how beautiful the game within it. Which the art direction art. was from the... Y- Yuki. Go, Yuki from um, oh, really? Ghostwire, Ghostwire Tokyo. She yeah. did the oh. art direction of that yeah. game. No way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, I'm a fan of hers. <laughs> well, I'm uh, a fan of her just being on stage. Yeah. She's yeah. great. <laughs> Uh, the other one that came to mind for me, and they're kind of in the same category where it's about like fluidity and motion and poetry in motion, but Doom 2016 and then how fast and fluid and the puzzling and of- how the music combines with like it. I was amazed at how adrenaline drenched I felt when that music starts hitting and you're just going yeah. from demon to demon to demon and, and it's, just, it's ramping up and it's getting more intense and you're just like, so, oh, so if you ever have a chance, what just happened? I highly recommend the, um, the documentary on doom 2016. Um, um it's by cool. no clip, the no clip guys who I'm not a big Danny O'Dwyer. Fan, I am not so. either, but this documentary was before all the okay danny o'dwyer stuff yeah, yeah. sorry so i do highly recommend it's it. interesting you talk about like the adrenaline you feel playing the 2016 doom because i remember as a little kid playing doom 2 mm-hmm. it was a bit much for me i remember the sense of dread you feel when you die like something in me would change i'm like <laughs> i don't know if i can play this game because i haven't been desensitized you know or like you're going forward and you see like a room that's just black and you see eyes and you're like i'm not gonna go in there yeah and it, and it's funny to like if you saw the graphics on doom 2 you'd 
be like this scared you but there, <laughs> you know at that time there was nothing like yeah. it i'd never mm-hmm. experienced that in a game before yeah absolutely okay. and then the last two for me uh dark souls on multiple levels of how hard it is and the moments of triumph you feel and how those stick with you kind of in a way of like when you read a series of books or you watch a like when we watched in game mm-hmm. and that when it was over the yeah. finality of like oh i'm exhausted after watching <laughs> this and in the same way you get the same feeling in this video game i try and i try and i try and i try and i fail and i fail and i fail but i don't quit i keep going and then when i beat it it's that that sense that you get when you are like when you're reading a book and like you're going through like the trials and tribulations of this character or you see in mm-hmm. a piece of art in a museum and you feel the emotion out of it how dark souls has been able to hit that also the lore within it like if you dive deep into the lore of dark souls lore it is, is good. it is hard <laughs> it is hard we joke about yeah. lore but it is it's yeah. hard it's, the lore in dark souls is some of my favorite it's so if you like Ed it's wow. so convoluted <laughs> and wow Patty, yes. the lore on this uh and then the the last one to bring up is actually fighting games. When you see elite level um, players at a fighting game, like when you watch the tournaments, it's poetry in motion of seeing how the characters perform against each other. And like when you watch like Street Fighter Four or Five, not only the art style within it, but then when it's actually happening on screen or screen or the Dragon Ball Fighters, mm-hmm. where literally it just looks like an episode of yeah. Dragon Ball. Like, just not only is it actually appealing to the eyes, but, like, the talent that is within it of, like, this guy's doing this move, so I do this. It didn't work, so I move on to that. And then just working in combos and prepping the amount of time put into those and, like, how I still feel like those are just incredible feats of art. And, like, I just listed, like, seven different games, and they're just art in different Mm, ways. Kind of. I I really appreciate you being able to see technicality is art when i when i went to school for uh computer science or or just you know in that engineering discipline i for a long time i had kind of just battled and struggled with two very opposing parts to me i was very creative and artistic but at the same time was very logical and, and kind of technical oriented and i couldn't figure out which one would win you know and when i kind of got to to be around all these engineering types i realized that's really the marriage of art and and the technicality is is in things like the the programming it takes to make these uh these martial arts styles come to life and the 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 combat system and the the what do you call it? like the detection the the, yeah, the hit blur. detection yeah, yeah the yeah. hit detection and all of that coming together that is uh such beautiful creativity especially when you finally get it right you know there there's something so crazy about imagining something bringing it to life and then having someone else being able to experience what you thought of well that's why uh, (laughs) uh that's why the smash brothers games are so phenomenal because that director meticulously goes over every single character he the puts balancing in, in and balances it insane. to perfection yeah. with a different way they play yeah. he's yeah. like killing himself doing this Literally. too well even more is that when you watch two players in a fighting game go at it it is ugly like yeah. it's yeah. clunky it's weird but when you watch the high-end players it's like it's like a movie 
Like mm. when you see the actors at the top of their game in a good in a good mm-hmm. story, you're like, this movie's incredible. But when you see actors aren't buying in, or they're clunky, or they're not in the right place, or there's one good, one bad, it's awkward. To watch. It's awkward, and yeah. it's not as entertaining yeah. as opposed to in the fighting game. When you see two people, it's just like, wow, this is truly incredible. And it's a, one of the reasons why I love board games. It's kind of that mm. same mixture of the tacticality amongst, mm. but mixing it with kind of the fun style of it of like yeah, all the paint that goes on the on the outside yeah exactly yeah. and then also the stories you can tell within these of mm-hmm. that I, I don't know if you guys ever do this but i'll go out of my way in video games doom or any of these to do something that is cool even though i may not know it's the most <laughs> tactical it's like yeah. yeah i could just do this i could yeah, cheese it or yeah. do that but what happens if i jumped <laughs> off this and i spun around yeah. here and and like oh can i you know what i'm saying can i do something that is more heroic and cool because Sweet tricks i can do it in a video game that i yeah. won't necessarily be able to do it are in you, life are you the guy in halo that like throws the grenade at the rocket launcher and throws it in the air and <laughs> catches it yeah yeah that's see, that's i see those are the things like i would love and like like try and do and that those are the things in like the video games of like man like that's really awesome well and with the the technicality of being an art form it's actually another issue i have with his statement is when he talks about like the sports part and to me sports is an art form like at like expert like high-end professional sports they are using in my opinion what is the highest form of art which is the human just body uh, of they have max the capabilities it. yeah and yeah. just the capabilities that people break how many times i've like i have seen the same basketball shot over and over and over again yeah but when someone brings something new just like mind blown like that feeling that rises in me is like oh my gosh so i saw that happen when i was uh, in english 101 we had to write a paper and i wrote a paper on uh michael jordan versus lebron james you yeah. know because it's like the typical argument my teacher was really like worried, like you run into problems real quick with this kind of thing. And what I did was I, you know, I said, well, statistically you can't really tell which one's better. But what I can say is I feel something when I watch Michael Jordan clips, Mm -hmm. like he turned this game into art because no one looked like him when you played it, you know, I mean, with the the tongue out the mouth, you know, he created an icon with Mm -hmm. flying through the air. A jump man. Yeah. And so it's like you, And I don't really see that same thing with LeBron James. Like he is fantastic, but I don't see the, the iconic movements that will forever be with me that Michael Jordan made years ago. So yeah, not to get too deep down it for me, when I look at LeBron, it's just the physicality of being six, eight, two sixty, and doing the things that he can do. He has the shoulders of the superhero. Again, the peak, the peak human performance. And I was thinking about today when we were talking about video games as art of like what qualifies as art. And the thing I came down to is that if you call, if you're able to call something beautiful, (laughs) right? They're they're holding hands. Yeah. Yeah. If you're able to call something beautiful, (laughs) then it could qualify as art. Like if you can describe something as beautiful, it's art. Like talking about a person's face or if you're into cars and you're looking at an engine or it's a fight or it's a video game. Or mm-hmm. Like just something you'd be like, that was beautiful. Like in a way you can just contribute as art. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would say anything that makes you feel a significant emotion yeah. could be art. Yeah, I mean, totally. even That's... if it's disgust, it's like you caused that. You created something absolutely that got a reaction out of somebody yeah, feeling emotion uh, story is always for me 
like what gets me and uh the the walking simulators like i have a couple that dragon cancer like holy oh, crap sure. did that hit me uh everybody's gone to the rapture dear esther what remains of edith finch even hellblade to a, a yeah. degree is very story driven and even the witness is yeah. a, is a yeah. fantastic gosh that game's way brilliant of, well that yeah. game is beautiful too like, it's yeah. beautiful and just the mind behind uh all the what are you guys doing? <laughs> I said it's beautiful. Yeah, uh, the, the, the mind behind all the puzzles to create a world, a world in the puzzles. Yeah, I I think the real magic with that game is how he progresses from one puzzle to another, and he mm. leads you down a certain way of thinking, and then forces you to change the your like, perception kind of, the current, of the world. Yeah, yeah. He really, it's like. I don't know if I've ever seen anything so well thought out as far mm. as puzzles go. And uh, my my last one is Her Story, if you've ever played that. It's <laughs> just a bunch of... Is uh, that the AIM one? AIM? Oh, that's something different. There's a there's one that, like, it's literally, like, it's all through oh, an AIM I, chat I know room. what you're talking about. I, no, it's not okay. that one. All it's right. uh, videos where it's a bunch of interviews with this woman and... You give oh yes you, you yes, give yes, it yes. you give it certain keywords and you get different videos and you're supposed to piece together this entire elaborate crazy story from all these interviews with her. You're like at a police station and they don't have like a, a record system, so you have to go through and find out the the right order that all these interviews are in and figure out the mystery of the story. Hmm. It, it was great. Uh, my best friend and i played it i think two days wait ben you and i never played and, it together <laughs> and we did piecing it together Hold my hand ben <laughs> i'm just no it wasn't you <laughs> i know <laughs> piecing it together and finding out stuff we're just like holy crap like they went there and that's yeah the phenomenal actor actress in the main part she does some crazy stuff with her acting ability once you find out like what the story is doing hmm. i'll just say that the uh the game that immediately came to my mind uh was bastion um i had never seen anything like that in a game before where they you know like the the old guy that you start out you know kind of telling this story and he's he's got like this blues singing voice and he's playing the guitar and it's like, I've never heard music in that in a game before. And I think that was a game that like really made me think about, uh, wanting, you know, to like when I went to school, I was going to school to learn how to program for video games. And so I was like, well, this actually, it'd be cooler to start your own studio and make your own game. Cause you'd get to be involved in all those aspects yeah. and being a musician. I was like, man, I could, program this game and get the artwork together and even like write the music for it like that would be phenomenal you know you should play dreams dreams which one's that uh it's, it's media molecule it's you just create you were, you were watching him play it yeah you can create a whole bunch of it's like the a games. world to create video oh games. that's so the one like the, the game designing game, game. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah yeah okay and you can yeah you can put your own music in it and dialogue it any you can create anything That could be interesting. Even even that as art, like 
Oh, totally. What they did with that. They simplified it so even the dumbest person can create something relatively good. Yeah. And then again, it's like you're allowed to decide on just with dreams what is art. Like, what if just what is art to someone may not be art to another and vice versa, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be remiss also that if we didn't talk about, if we were talking about art and video games, we didn't bring up a, a Quantic Dream video game in either like Heavy Rain mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, that character choices. I just yeah. heard an interview with one of the guys and uh, they called it, in, in the company, they call them interactive dramas. Yeah, absolutely. Like they uh, don't, nobody there calls them games. They're interactive dramas. Yeah. yeah. Of this, the idea of introducing permadeath and that you lose that part of this. It's imagine of like reading a book, like reading Game of Thrones and you're, it's a choose your own adventure. And then like you make a wrong turn and now you lose, you know, now John Snow's, Snow's, Snow's out for the Eris rest of the is story. Dead. Yeah. What's that? Eris is dead. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like, you know, imagine it's my like, fault. <laughs> but in it, like any of those video games, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Of like, yeah. this was obviously there was, it's, I don't, it, no, it's not the first permadeath game, but like the idea of like, you could literally lose like if an, if a game, if you a hundred percent at 60 hours, you could lose 10 hours out of a video game by making a wrong choice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the idea, but then well, also your the emotional to connection tell. to that character, but it'll, it'll still it. go. Yeah. No, 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 but you lose that character's point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in Heavy Rain, if you know the reporter dies, like you yep. lose I, her I, side of things. I lost the uh, the agent guy pretty fast, and I was bummed because he was my favorite character. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I was bummed because at the end, he because some of the choices made, he was addicted to drugs Oh, oh. at the very end, and he kind of had like this weird hallucination. <laughs> well, but, all my characters, <laughs> but, all, but all my characters made it to the end, and I yeah. saved the boy. Yeah. I'm the man. Ethan. <laughs> so we've i mean we've praised like the art side of games but there's something that i've been kind of grappling with trying to figure out why uh, when i see a cg character and i hear the voice there is a big disconnection like they don't move like humans they don't look like Un- humans uncanny valley the uh yeah but it's like even deeper than that like it's not it's not even because it looks real to me it's like this isn't a person. My brain already knows it, and I don't feel any connection to this. However, something like Death Stranding, I do see that, and I don't know if it's because of the familiarity, because I've already experienced Norman Reedus before. You've seen his face before. Yeah, like I don't know if, if well, maybe these people aren't using face mapping and they're trying to create their own people I remember versus when using you, real people. I remember when you brought it up, and it was for the Avengers trailer and that that's a great example really bad animation it's uh, but i mean it's happened a lot have, and you, I'm, have you seen uncharted and played through last of us no. Uncharted? those they don't make the people look like real people like El- they ellie are, looks like um a little bit but looks like a specific actress but, they, but that's they, not who the, they purposely the didn't want to go photorealistic they wanted them to have a more not cartoony but animated look to them which maybe uh, ironically helps okay like because i noticed like i can have an attachment to a cartoon okay. like my it, i don't have a problem with that it translates fine and i don't have to think about it but it's for some but reason when they when bad they, cg yeah i'm just like that's not a person well I, it, i'm trying to and that's I'm trying actually, to example because i was going to bring up bioshock infinite but that's more on the cartoon side of yeah. being attached well, for, to for me um m- 
Mass Effect is the one where the that's you, true. Like these are characters. I think it's eyes for me. Like when they so, get dead eyes, I can't. Stand so that's it. a uh, that's actually a huge, um, um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Whenever, yeah. like she does a fantastic job, but whenever the main actor, whenever she's talking to people, it's like you have dead eyes. I can't yeah. believe you. And um, uh, Resident Evil Two, they also have dead eyes. But it's they the, look amazing. It's the first thing that it's the not first thing. It's the hardest thing to nail down in CG. Like CG artists all throughout. I'm gonna like, go with hair. No, they actually mm. say oh, they say hair. actually taken off clothes. They say oh. hair is oh, that's good. Hair I just is I just heard this really interview. easy now compared to when it what it used to be. There's have so you many played things. any of the WWE games? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, no, but they say the eyes. Just Absolutely. the yeah, there's so much. Um, because everyone just thinks it's just eyes, but your whole face changes depending on like different movements with the eyes. And, um, where I experienced it for really the first time noticing is actually the villain for justice league, um, for the movie, the movie justice league. He has dead like CG eyes, like straight up, Mm. not even just the Eisenberg. Yeah. Mm. Uh. (laughs) Uh, and talking about Steppenwolf, yes, uh, I think the whole thing was bad CGI. Well, anyway, so and that's when I was trying to compare it to the initial Thanos. The initial looking at Thanos is they did an incredible job at On bringing his eyes. his eyes to life, and so even though yes, he is a purple creature that you know I look at and go, that's alien, that's not a real thing. The eyes. And the emotion in the eyes and that they're able to bring brings that character to life. So when they pan out. Did they use Josh Brolin's facial expressions yes. for that? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that definitely helps I, a lot. I think there, that but... that's the, the big thing. Because like if you try to create somebody, I don't think we realize how individual every person's yes. little movements yeah. are. Like you were saying, like your face movements saying, are um, attached to your eye movements. Yeah. Uh, just how... Uh, we don't even think about it, but like we talk and move and the pores stretch and contract on our faces. And so when we see that not happening in a CG character, yeah. we're like, that's not a real face. And it, like and our it's, brain it's is weird because, yeah, it's like not something. Yeah. I mean, I am aware of it because I make myself aware, but it's just like I don't know why yeah. I'm so disconnected from this mm-hmm. when I can connect to a cartoon character easily. Mm. And I think it's because of that stylization of you you instantly go it's stylized i'm going to be looking at other things other than the the realism of this character yeah well uh, and, and i think that the thing that really baffles me though is it it's some cg and not others you yeah. know and i'm kind of wondering like what i don't know what's going on behind I, the scenes i do think it's that, like i get that when yeah. when they have lifeless eyes i have no connection to them yeah and uh really the the big companies they have the money to get those face masks yeah and really capture every little inch of their do you think that's what it is because that was kind of what i was wondering is like real person versus created person Mm -hmm. no i think if the created person shows the emotion of a real person like i don't think you need to have the josh brolins or the norman reduces i think I think if you had really good CGI, however, the wood, real good CGI that is getting the human emotion is because they're doing face scan. Yeah. yeah. So more often than not, those characters tend to have minor, they minorly look like the actors and actresses who 
played them. It's like the, because the, like the God of War. Up, yeah, they're they hooked use. up to the, yeah. to the faces. Well, and that was... Uh, they did the same thing with the Uncharted and Last of Us games, but they just don't use the actual faces, but they use the movements of like when they're talking. Mm. Yeah. The, that facial movement. And you said they did that in Detective Pikachu with Ryan Reynolds. Yes, right? they actually... I actually do think they face masked him. Yeah. So like they, of course, it's not his face on Detective Pikachu, but but like, the cheekbones yeah, and how like the eyes literally move everything and... of his face. He said he saw his own ticks in Detective oh. Pikachu, which was weird. Then. So I guess all that to say, like, if you have bad CG, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> bad CG mixed with bad voice acting. That was like the, was just like, like watching that Marvel, yeah, clip. Avengers. It was like. Uh, man, for one, these aren't the faces that I'm used to seeing associated yeah. with these characters. And they're also the not voices well are done. different. Like there's too much different and unfamiliar that it just feels weird. I'm with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. This has been a lovely chat with you yeah. guys about art. Uh, if you want to f- follow us on Twitter, we are at nerd weekly cast on Instagram. We're nerd weekly podcast, Facebook, nerd weekly if you want to hit us up on email, it's nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. We have a comic book podcast on Tuesdays called Origins and Adaptations. You can check that out. And on Thursdays, we have Reel It In, where we talk about wonderful films. And not so wonderful films. <laughs> and not so wo- Hey, what does that mean? <laughs> Godzilla. He's talking about Godzilla. Okay, Godzilla. Good, good, good. I'm at Nomac02 <laughs> Nomac on Twitter. I am Willie B. Snazzy at gmail.com. I don't have a witty one. And I am going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Andrew. Oh, oh, I mean, Liberated Cooper on Instagram. It's late. I just gave you my email. Uh, Please don't email me. Tied all you little buggy bugs. (laughs) The person listening is at 8 a.m. Do I go to sleep sleep now? Yes, go to sleep. Now now (laughs) you sleep. sleep. Why didn't you show up to work, John? (laughs) (laughs) I had to sleep. Yeah, they told me to go to bed.